the fire movement is deader than dead in 2022. There's a few reasons for this. So today we're going to talk about what might have killed fire. Will it ever rise again? And if you should still pursue it. One of the fundamental assumptions of the fire movement is the 4% rule. The 4% rule is a practical rule of thumb that may be used by retirees to decide how much they should withdraw from their retirement funds each year. As some of you guys know, how fire works is basically you invest 25 times your annual spending into the stock market. And then once you hit that, you withdraw around 4% per year to live off indefinitely. If the market isn't so hot in a certain year, you might withdraw less like 3%. And if the market is doing pretty great, you might choose to do 5%. But generally that 4% rule has held up pretty well. It's been tested over and over that if you withdraw 4%, you historically have a really, really good shot at never running out of money. Or would you? See, the 4% rule isn't some crackpot wives tale. There are some pretty solid studies and models behind it. The two most prominent are Bill Benjamin's 1994 paper determining withdrawal rates using historical data and what's known as the Trinity study of 1998 featuring three professors out of Trinity University choosing a withdrawal rate that is sustainable. Now, the goal of Bill's paper was to figure out what is the maximum amount of money that a retiree could withdraw from their portfolio per year while being fairly certain that they're never going to run out of money. The paper found that for a 3% withdrawal rate of a 50 stock, 50 bond portfolio over time, historically looking at the data from 1926 to 1994, you would virtually never ever run out of money. And for a 4% withdrawal rate, no client enjoyed less than 35 years before the retirement money is used up, assuming a 50-50 portfolio, with most clients getting 50 plus years of capital on that kind of withdrawal rate. The money actually went further and longer with a 75% stock, 25% bond portfolio as well. Bill concluded from this paper that retirees should aim for that 75% stock allocation with no less than a 50% allocation as the money would run out otherwise. Furthermore, he concluded that a 4% withdrawal rate was somewhat conservative, but was probably the most you could take out with having a high degree of confidence that you're never going to run out of money, at least while you're alive. In the Trinity paper, they ran similar models with historical data and largely came to the same conclusion that Bill did. Namely, if history is any guide for the future, then withdrawal rates of 3 to 4% are extremely unlikely to exhaust any portfolio of stocks and bonds during any payout period between between 1926 and 1998. In those scenarios, portfolio success is close to being assured. Furthermore, for stock dominated portfolios, withdrawal rates of three and 4% represent exceedingly conservative behavior, meaning that's a little bit overly conservative. However, at these rates, retirees who wish to bequeath large estates to their heirs will likely be successful. However, the 4% rule has come under some scrutiny over the past few years, and a lot of people have said it's outdated, faulty, and needs to be monitored. Furthermore, the fire movement really wasn't a thing in the 90s, and a lot of these studies assume that the retiree is in their 60s, not their 30s. You could argue, though, that Bill's data is still really strong, as he showed that you are very likely to have capital for 50 plus years on a 4% withdrawal rate. However, it's extremely unlikely that Bill or the Trinity paper professors had that long of a horizon in mind when they were creating the study. Furthermore, you could argue that when these studies were done, bonds were actually giving you some pretty good yield, and for the past decade or so, they really haven't been giving you squat. I mean, I wish I could get four, five, six percent on corporate and treasury bonds, and they're starting to get a little bit up there, but seriously, it has been bone dry. Most remarkable to me is that Billy Benjamin, our Billy B that we just talked about his data, is kind of going against the four percent rule and saying that it doesn't work anymore. Benjamin, who retired in 2013, suggests that given today's unprecedented economic situation, retirees will need to cut back their spending and lower their withdrawal rate. A recent morning 
Morningstar study showed that the 4% withdrawal rate was too aggressive, and it said that 3.3% was probably the best starting point. Now, I would argue that this article might be taking what Bill's saying out of context, as even in the paper, and I quote, he states, assuming a minimum requirement of 30 years of portfolio longevity, a first year withdrawal rate of 4%, followed by inflation adjusted withdrawals in subsequent years should be safe. Essentially, he kind of knew that the economic situation that the retiree is in is going to dictate how much they're going to be able to withdraw and how much they're going to have to adjust along the way. But even still, Bill has also said that he's having a tough time abiding by 4% year after year after year. The issue with studies like this is that they're backward looking using historical data, which is all we have to go off, but still it's not forward looking and it's based on a very set amount of circumstances with very strict parameters. They really don't take into the consideration of, I don't know, a retiree being scared out of their mind that there's 75% in stocks. So that's the first potential cause of death. Growing polarization of the fundamental assumptions and viability of the entire movement. Next, more and more people are un- Firing. We are a few years past the peak popularity of the fire movement in the 2010s. It has slowed down significantly and no one really seems to be talking about it that much, especially the mainstream media. One of the more memorable moments of the peak of the popularity of the fire movement was when Mr. Money Mustache was making the rounds with mainstream media. He got a ton of pushback from people who had never heard of the fire movement. However, fire is still around. It's just that more often than not, I'm hearing about people ditching it. People are abandoning fire stating that it wasn't what they thought it would be. They couldn't handle the rocky market conditions or the psychology wasn't what they thought. No one is talking about fire like they used to, in my opinion. One that still has a lot of juice is fat fire. But to me, fat fire is like not even fire. It's like people who are just disgustingly rich who just don't want to work anymore in the tens of millions of dollars and talking about what they want to do and how they just want to chill. More so lean fire or like regular fire, but like fat fire is just like rich mother you know? So that's another cause of death, a lack of conviction by the movement's members. Next, stonks aren't going up anymore. Although fire's birth can technically be traced back to the 90s from this book called Your Money or Your Life by Vicky Robin, the movement really didn't catch... Fire. Catch fire? Eh? The movement really didn't catch fire until the early 2010s, which, surprise, was the start of the most prosperous bull run in human history. You could argue that, of course, the fire movement was freaking gaining so much momentum because stocks were just going up year after year after year after year. But as you're starting to notice, nobody's really talking about fire or how much stock they're buying or how much they're investing as much as they were when they were making a ton of money. Although this is the best time to invest and we always talk about it. Y'all can check out the videos up here. Y'all know I'm always trying to get you to watch these other videos, but essentially this is the best time and the least amount of people are talking about it. And that's just repeated itself every single downturn throughout history. It's pretty simple to make plans to retire when stocks are always going up, but how many people were making plans for a bear case or if there was a downturn right before or right after they were going to fire? I feel like a lot of fire hopefuls probably didn't really think that deeply about it because it was just always appreciated. Lastly, you could make the argument that FIRE never really existed and was never truly alive to begin with. FIRE stands for financial independence, retire early. I would love to see how many people, once they achieved FIRE, actually went off and only lived off their portfolio. How many people actually did the RE part? Many who talk about FIRE are now content creators or have went off and started businesses or keynote speakers or they're just prominent people or have some sort of consulting gig or freelancing or they are doing something else that makes them 
money. I've always really thought of FIRE as more so financial independence and not so much the RE part. And that's a sentiment that I've heard over and over again is that people, when they hit FIRE, they're not really trying to do the RE part. It's just about financial freedom and financial independence. To me, the type of person that's able to achieve a seven figure net worth, sometimes an eight figure net worth in their 30s and 40s is not the type of person who's just gonna pack it in and call it for the rest of their life and just live off their portfolio. Pretty much all of them that hit that number and are there get bored. Maybe the retire early part was just the option to retire, but nobody actually really retired. With all of that being said, should you still pursue fire? Listen, what I believe is that everybody's chasing financial independence and financial freedom. They're not really chasing to retire. They just want to put themselves in a position to do what they find meaningful. And the RE part kind of got looped in. It's sort of retirement optional, but really we are chasing financial independence. If you're ever able to reach fire or that level, which I think a lot of you can, if you're watching this video, then I really think there are a few things that you can do to just absolutely plow away money and get to a place where you could retire if you want, but you're probably not going to. You're probably going to create value because that's what you do. That's how you got to that fire number. I do think that the fire movement is kind of dead, but it's sort of evolving into this new thing where we're just trying to free ourselves and be work optional and do all these different sort of remote jobs and all this different stuff. So it's sort of manifesting its way into a different sort of movement. And you're seeing it kind of sprout up in Reddit and all this kind of stuff, but you could argue that the original roots of all of this work optional stuff and flexibility and all this kind of stuff stemmed from the fire movement and it will always hold a place in the history of the world. With that, I really hope you guys enjoyed this video. Be sure to smash the like button, subscribe, and be sure to stick around as we will talk more about this and the new fire that's among us. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.